Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. Today on Podcasting Experiments, I'm excited to be able to bring you a conversation I had with Joxa. He's the founder of the Launcher Challenge podcast, and he's built a successful business using launches. And so in this episode, you're going to hear how you can also create a challenge to be able to grow your business as well. Now, this podcast or this episode is not directly about how to use podcasting in your business per se, but there is some tangential things and something that I thought was really useful for you. I actually recorded this for my other podcast, Success Road Podcast, but I loved the story so much and I thought that the application could work for you with your podcast and your business as well as another marketing piece that you can be able to utilize to be able to get some leads for your podcast, some leads for your business, or however that works out in your scenario. And so go ahead and listen to this conversation with Joxa. All right. So my business prior to 2020, um, I think it was a lifestyle business. So my background is I'm a digital marketer for 10 years and I started my own agency at the beginning of 2019, actually, because I've got my first client more or less by accident Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just grew from there. And at that point, my focus of my life was my family because we just got twins. And so I had a business that was just there to support um, me being with my family as much as possible. And it was it was good. I had I had a lot of time it, uh, I could spend with my family and still enough income going in. Um, but I'm not really bothered about growing it, building a, a huge brand out of it, nothing of that sort. So just a couple of, of, of ad clients. Yeah. So this was how it was structured. And yeah, then this year, uh, COVID-19 came along and changed everything. Yeah. It's impacted a lot of people um, in a lot of different ways. And uh, from what I heard, like you lost all your clients. So how was that? And how did you deal with that? This is true. It was uh, it was a crazy time, I have, I have to tell you, because I really, I knew there was something coming. I mean, we all heard the news about COVID-19, see that it spread and spread. And I did have not really thought about much about it, um, but I do had, especially my biggest client I had was from the tourism uh, industry. And mm. so I kind of expect, expected that there would be a drop, um, but it's really in the end, almost overnight, I think two, three days, every one of my clients was gone. They mm. all called me and said that they need to cancel the contract. Um, uh, or at least temporarily shut it down 
So from a good running business, really almost overnight, I had zero, literally zero. There was nothing left anymore. And I really had to, yeah, then, then make a decision. How, how do I want to go forward now? <laughs> what should I do? Yeah, so, so let's answer that question. So what did you do? <laughs> um, was afraid a little bit. Um, to, to be completely honest, I mean, I had a family, five, three kids, my wife and my, uh, myself, we, we had, a, we, we bought a house two years ago. So a lot of, lot of costs going out every month and I had to, to do something that went quickly. Right. And I had, had a decision to make because it was an opportunity and I saw it that way because I had to decide, do I just want to go with what I did so far um, just go out and search for a couple of new clients um, for my agency or do something else? And to be honest, I was at a point where I was not really satisfied with, with my agency anymore because I do like to go out and achieve stuff. I'm not satisfied with just the status quo. I always like to, to improve myself and get better and stuff like that. And I mean, maybe this is why I connected with, with digital marketing so much. <laughs> I was at that point where I actually wanted to scale. And so I, I decided that I want to try something out because a year or so earlier than that, I discovered challenges. So somewhat by accident, I think I scrolled through, through Instagram or something like that. And then I saw an ad for the One Funnel Away Challenge. I think a lot of people have heard about that one. And I thought, oh, try it out. And uh, I, I, I started, started with that challenge. Um, it's a 30-day challenge for everyone who has not attended it. And it's packed. It's so much knowledge in there. It's crazy. And I started that and got really immersed into this thing, this challenge, um, and how they structured it and how it was done. And it became really fascinating um, how fast they turned me from a complete stranger into, well, a fan. And then I realized the potential of, of a challenge for, for businesses to, to, to grow and scale and to really, just like they have done with me, turn people from dead cold into avid fans, but still paying clients, right? And since then, I, I took a lot of other challenges as well. And when in March, when, when Corona hit, I decided, well, let's try one of my own. And very quickly, I threw a challenge together. Before I tell you how it went, um, I want to put that out there that I'm an expert at paid ads. So I do that for a lot of years, for a lot of huge companies. And so I used obviously paid ads for my own challenge as well. Um, but in just three weeks, I had 4,500 people signing up. It was unbelievable. That completely blew me away. And it sold me on challenges once and for all. And so I decided that I want to go all in on challenges. I uh, did one challenge after the next, and I got approached by other people. Hey, can you help us with our challenge as well? And I said, yeah, <laughs> sure, let's do it. 
So I had not really that plan, that, that concrete strategy, how I want to rebuild my business. I just tried it out and it worked so good that I just pursued that path. And over time, it just grew from there. I did one challenge after the next, got a proud of other people, helped them, got challenge clients through that and became a challenge coach and started the launch a challenge podcast. And yeah, it's really, it all, all, all grew from there. Okay. So, so going back to that first challenge that you did where you got 4,500 people to participate in that, how many, what was your following like prior to that? How many people did you have like on your list or Zero, because when I, when, I, when I run my own agency, I had no brand. I have not published. I had no email list. I just had my clients. And they were all locally here from, from Germany. I, I not even had a real online presence. Yes, I had a website, but no funnel or anything like that. Just a simple, stupid, and ugly website just to, be, <laughs> to have something out there. Um, but I never really used it at all. Um, mm -hmm. So really, I got all my clients through personal connections. Um, and um, yeah, I really, I had absolutely zero following at all. And then 4,500 people signing up um, in just three weeks. And wow. So how did, you, how did you find those people? Did you use ads to, yes. to try to bring them in? Yeah, this was completely 100%. Um, ads traffic okay so so where did you use these ads was it google facebook all of the above um, yeah facebook ads facebook ads and instagram as well i mean it's the same platform but um yeah. i, I <laughs> tried both um platforms out uh facebook facebook worked a lot better for me than ig um because i mean to run the challenge they all had to join facebook and um i had a couple of or a lot actually of um, Instagram users who said that they had no Facebook account. They were only on Instagram and they want to participate, but they can't. And so, uh, yeah, that not really worked out for me yet. Um, uh, yeah, but Facebook worked, worked really, really good. Um, I had a cost per lead for two, three dollars. Um, and yeah, got the people in like crazy. Okay. Okay, so so how do we, if someone were to go and start their own challenge, what would be like some of the first steps that they would have to go through to to be able to figure that out and be able to get it started? Well, first we need to 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 find out um, are we talking about an established business so that I don't know um, you know who you are, what you offer, who your audience is, or are you starting at zero? Where do you want me to start? Um, let, let's, uh, let's start with someone that has a business. Uh, we can use myself as an example. Um, and mm -hmm. so, because it is something I've thought of and especially like in all my prep <laughs> for this conversation is like, well, maybe I should do one. Uh, so, so anyway, so I do podcast production and so I offer yeah. podcast production services for yeah. people and I'm looking to be able to be able to expand my reach and be able to let more people know about what I do. And a challenge yeah. is one of the things that, I was thinking that could potentially help with that. So, okay. So how, how would I be able to get started with that? Um, 
I think um, for you, a great way would be to work backwards. So you know what you sell. So you sell podcast productions, right? So what people need to have in order to actually qualify for your service, they need a podcast, right? Something like a launch your podcast challenge. So start your podcast in five days. How to record your first three episodes in the next five days. How to do, I don't know, find and record your first expert interview for your new podcast, anything like that. Something that gets people um, to actually have a podcast. I think this would be a great big way because then you have people just starting out. They don't have a lot of experience how to really do it. And you can show them the way to get up and running without a lot of knowledge, without equipment, without a production, and just start. Then you can say, all right, you just started. You have your first three, four, five episodes recorded. How, has, how does that feel? Do you want more? Do you want to get better? Then I have something for you. This is what I could envision without a lot of thought behind, just very quickly out of my mind. So, yeah. But this is really how we do. Um, when you already know what you sell, when you have a core offer, then work backwards. What people need to know, what people need to do, what needs to be going on in their life so that they actually need your service, need your product. And then you help them get there. This is your challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so now let's talk like from a uh, technical standpoint. Um, I mean, what, how do we set it up and what, what software or whatever would be a good recommendation to start out? There are also um, a lot of different ways how to do it. I mean, first you need to decide, is this a free challenge or a paid challenge? When you run a free challenge, then you could just run it with a Facebook group. So you don't need a funnel necessarily. You can just use a Facebook group. Maybe you have one already, maybe not, then start one. But just use your Facebook group, throw a banner up in there, do a couple of um, promotion posts in your group, throw a banner up on your profile, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are, put a link to your group in there and just start promoting the challenge there and funnel people into your group. This is all you need from a very basic point of view. Of course, there are a lot of updates you can do to, to Im- improve it and make it more professional. You can use a funnel, something like I, you have a, a sales page, uh, an opt-in page where people can read about it and you have, I don't know, a VSL there talking about how crazy good this is and why they need it. So a video sales letter for the people who may not know, know that phrase uh, as the term and then opt in and then you land on a, on a thank you page and on the thank you page is a link to your Facebook group. This is possible. You can also throw a chatbot in there that guides the people there after they signed in through an opt-in page or maybe even you don't use an opt-in page and just a chatbot. There are a lot of possibilities. So what you need to know is how do you work? What fits into your current business? Uh, because I think it doesn't make a lot of sense to invent, reinvent your whole business, how you do it, and learn chatbot. When you never have used a chatbot, then you don't necessarily need to learn that 
to run challenges just because you have seen other people do it. Can it help? Yes, certainly. But it's not a chatbot is not the thing that makes your challenge successful or not. So see what do you already have in place or can integrate very quickly. So can you do a funnel? Do you have one? Do you have a funnel builder? Do you have the money to hire somebody? Then use a funnel. I definitely would recommend that if you have the possibility. Can you implement a chatbot? Do you already have one? Yes, then definitely use it. What you absolutely need to have is an email list or a possibility to email them. So even if you don't use a funnel, they sign up for your Facebook group. You have the three approval questions there. So people need to answer those questions when they join your group. One of those questions is the email address and you take that so that you can send out at least a re daily reminder about the next training that is happening. But really, this is all you need, what you should have. You can always add more, but just do a challenge. Really, I absolutely recommend see where you are in your business. What have you already integrated or can integrate very easily without a lot of hassle and, and just go with that. It's way more important what you do in the challenge mm -hmm. um, than what 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 tools you need you you use. Okay, right. Now um, let's kind of look at the I don't know the the negative side. So what are some of the mistakes or pitfalls that you've seen people um, do when they go to run a challenge, or maybe that you've done? I can share a lot of my bad experiences, no problem. <laughs> So just a quick example. When I have run my very first challenge, again, I told you I have 4,500 people in there. This was crazy, but I had nothing to offer. I uh, started the challenge. It was a 30-day launch your business challenge. So I helped people launch their online business, even if they never had a business before. I guided them through 30 days on how to launch a business. But I had no idea what to sell at the end. And so I not made a single sale during the challenge. Even if I had 4,500 people in there, I had not made a single sale at that time. I did it later and some of those people later became my clients. But I had no idea what to sell. And this is not something that I would recommend for anybody. First, figure out what you really want to sell. Then work your way backwards, just like we, um, like we did earlier. Work, work your way backwards so that you have a challenge that fits. So um, I also tried, when I launched my, my first launch your own challenge, challenge. So I guided people how to create their own challenges in five days. And I gave them everything they needed. So I wanted to offer a service that helps them launch and scale their challenges but I already gave them everything they needed in the five days. So they had no reason to hire me. Still, one or two of them later became my clients, but not through the challenge. So in my first two, three challenges, I made almost no money at all because I had, not, I had no, no flow in my challenge um, and uh, no real, not enough thought behind what do I actually want to sell how do I sell it? And where do I need to have my people that they are in a state of mind and in a 
personal situation that they actually need or want what I can offer. So this is, I think, um, the most important part that you need to figure out. So figure that out and then don't overwhelm the people. And that doesn't mean that you need to under-deliver and do a three-minute training every day and don't show them, guide them anything. Um, what I did is I took them through one and a half hours of training and it was really so much. And then they had to do again one hour, one and a half hours of work after that, of homework. So not a lot of people have two, three hours a day to spend with your challenge. So if you are not a super high level influencer or if you don't have a topic that is so urgent in their life of, the, of your people that they desperately need or want what you have to offer, I wouldn't do a challenge that, that goes so long every day. I recommend for everybody, especially when you're just starting out, go with 20 minutes of training. You don't need more. Have that in your mind when you develop your own challenge. Yeah, you can absolutely go with an hour. But should you? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And so you got to think about how much time um, that the person may have available to be able to do that. So that's a that's a really good thing to keep in mind. And so, so, I was, I, I, so I've been going through my head and trying to figure out how I could be able to structure what I could do. And, and so I got I got a bunch of different ideas I need to sort through after after we're done here. But yeah, so so I really appreciate that. So so what are some of the th things that you've learned. So you have your launch your challenge podcast and you talk to people that are or have done challenges and things like that. So what are some of the biggest things that you've learned from having those conversations? Several actually. So what I um, would do differently now or what I do differently now is um, I incorporate a lot more stories into what I do. So my basic nature is very technical. Maybe I'm a technician by heart, I don't know, but I always uh, just straight out deliver knowledge without any context. And so you either instantly get it or you don't. And when you weave what you teach into it, into a story, then not only it makes the people relate to you more, but they also, also understand it better. And this is definitely something that I would change or have changed in, in, in my own approach that I try to tell more stories um, and weave my teaching into stories. This is definitely something. And I, I would evaluate if, especially when you're starting out, and I would evaluate my own offer first before I run the challenge. So you can run a challenge and try to see if it fits. Uh, but I would probably go one step earlier and reach out and actually talk to the people I want to have as clients and uh, see if what I have in my mind that I could offer actually fits what they need. So uh, do some market research first before you actually start. When you're really established and when you really have your offer down and know that the people want that, then you can skip that step. Um, but otherwise, do some market research first and really talk to your people and see how they talk, what language they use. So
so that you can use that as well and that you also can craft your challenge and your offer around what's going on in their life. So this is definitely something that I have not done as good as I have should. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I've uh, been working, working on trying to incorporate stories more and Catherine Jones is the one that's been a, a big influencer um, for me in trying to do that. And so I don't, I don't know if that's the same for you, but <laughs> she definitely played a part. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Some other people influenced me in there as well, but she definitely played her part as well. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> she, yeah, she's just the most recent <laughs> for me as far as encouraging me to do that. And so um, maybe not me personally, we haven't had, I, I did have her on this podcast um, a little while back. And I wish I knew more about her and what she did prior to that conversation because I could have uh, got so much better things out of there and gone, gone a different direction probably. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I, I really love that. And so I really love this idea of being able to use challenges, incorporate stories into that because you really yeah. do want to help. And so the, the people that we're talking to, is is someone that is an entrepreneur or they're a wannabe entrepreneur so maybe they've started or they want to start something on the side they're trying to create something on uh on, on the side and things like that and i think this challenge idea would be a really good way for them to be able to yeah. kind of make traction it almost seems like it's a good way to be able to learn more about what your target audience wants and needs Absolutely, absolutely. When you have the time, um, then you can use challenges to do your market research. So when you're comfortable doing one, two, three challenges without earning money, then do the challenge to learn more about your audience because you learn a lot during your challenges because you get asked questions all the time. Um, you can ask the questions when they sign up. You can ask the questions. Um, on, on your trainings, um, you can reach out to them personally and chat with them on Messenger and see what's going on, how do they enjoy, what you teach them, and, and so on and so on. And, of course, you can make an offer and see <laughs> if somebody's buying it or not. Um, but you really learn a lot. And what I recommend to people is do your very first challenge just to learn and don't focus on earning money but focus on learning and getting testimonials. So especially when you're starting out, you probably don't have testimonials. And through a challenge, it's actually pretty easy to gather them. Just remind them a couple of times and maybe even give an incentive that they should do that. And then you get a lot of testimonials. You can then use everywhere. And that not only elevates your status, but also is the social proof you need in order to make a lot more sales next time, right? So yeah. this is what I would, I would recommend, especially for people starting out. And actually, you can build your whole, whole business around challenges. I don't know if you're comfortable doing ads or not, but even if not, when you really focus on doing, for example, one challenge a month and the other three weeks of the month, you focus on promotion and get more people into your group. 
in, in your next challenge. So three weeks, hardcore promotion, get as many people in there as possible, and then you should be easily able to get two, 300 people in there. Maybe a lot more when you really focus on promotion. So get 200 people in your challenge, run your challenge. And maybe you don't make a sale on the first challenge, but you learn, improve what you have, get two new hundred people in there and do the next challenge. And then you start to make sales. And then you focus really hard on promotion again and you get the next 200 people in there. And then you make even more sales because you get better, better and better with every challenge you do. And then when you have accomplished a good combination of challenge, how it is structured, what to teach, how to teach, and how to present your offer and what your offer actually is. When you have nailed that down, then you only need to work one week of the month. And then you have all your sales you need. And the rest three weeks, you don't need to bother about making more sales, especially when you're earning so much that you can incorporate paid ads then you can really automate and scale your business without hustling yourself and burning out to the ground, you know? So, mm -hmm. and as you can see, I'm a big believer in challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so challenges and ads. <laughs> well, excellent, excellent. I appreciate the, the time that you spent here and uh, the things that we learned and I'm, I'm looking forward to going back through all of this and seeing how I can be able to implement uh, this myself. And so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, find out more, uh, where would be the best place to go for that? Um, the Launch Your Challenge podcast, available everywhere where podcasts are available. Um, and also you can go to createyourchallenge.com. And um, there you also can find the podcast. You can find a link to my Facebook group and can reach out to me. We'll make sure to have those links in the show notes and you can be able to get the show notes by just swiping over in your podcast app or you can go to successroadpodcast.com slash 432 and you should be able to get the show notes right there. Well, Yaksan, thank you very much for joining us and I appreciate it. It was, it was a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.